Hello, Salon Sleuth fans. We started this podcast right before the COVID stay-at-home order, so we've had to move our recordings remotely and separately. We apologize for the sound quality, but we're doing our part to keep everybody safe. We hope you enjoy today's topics and continue to listen. So hi, Leslie. How are you today? Hi, Melissa. I'm doing good. How about you? Good, good. So um, I don't know if you noticed on my social meds, but uh, last night my husband and I had our 25th wedding anniversary. It's so cute. Did you see that? I can't believe that. That's amazing. I know. So so I, I love him because he just goes along with me and does these crazy things. But when my daughter and I were talking about this a month ago, I'm like, okay, well, if we're still in lockdown, what are we going to do? And I said, I've got my wedding dress. So pulled that sucker out of the attic and it was like the bin that it was in was totally disgusting. There's like dead bees all over it, you know? <laughs> well, this is the part you did not see, which is so flipping funny. So um, you can social shame us, but I don't want to hear it, people. Um, but I have allowed my daughter to have one friend through this whole thing to our I house. I saw that. I knew that she was not related to you. Yeah. So she has, she has the two families agreed. And so they're both allowed to see each other, but they have really, other than that, they don't go anywhere. I mean, my daughter hasn't even been in the grocery store. So anyways, um, she was there. Well, the girls, I knew they were excited because it was like four o'clock and she'd already come over and they were getting ready and they were, you know, getting their prom dresses on and everything. So I'm like, okay, I I really got to do this. So I went up into the attic, got this dress down, go into my room and I'm getting dressed and, you know, doing the makeup and the hair and everything. And I go, okay, girls, you know, you need to zip me up. Cause I couldn't quite get it. Well, the zipper was stuck. You know, it hasn't been used in 25 years. Yeah. So I had to take the dress down and take it off. I mean, and like, you know, get it all warmed up and get it going. And so we got that. So I put it back on, we zip it up and you know, they're having a little trouble cause the, the, the girls, the biscuits in the front, they're a little bigger. <laughs> And, uh, the rest had a couple was of fine. kids and, you know, time. Yeah. Babies, you know? Yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, the girls get it zipped up and I go to take this deep breath and I go, and the back just goes pop. Uh, and my daughter's like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, what, what? Well, I go, well, just pull the zipper down and I'll fix the zipper. And she's like, no mom, the zipper is still zipped up. The stitching has come. Oh. I'm like, you're kidding. I go, okay, go down and get my sewing machine. And she's like, what? I go, yeah, we're going to sew this bad boy back up. So she goes down. I have the sewing machine out on the counter and I just zipped her back up. Thankfully I had white already in the machine, zipped her back up and they put it back on me zipped her up. And I'm like, look, this was 25 year old stitching. And she'd kind of hand done it. You know, it was all nicely, um, kind of hidden and everything. So of course it's no longer hidden. It's like, you know, regular sewing machine, but they were near tears when that sucker burst open. (laughs) Yeah. And they were so impressed that I put it back on. And, uh, well, they were like, I just mean, don't really have that time to do those things right now. Right? I know. Right. It was kind of that fun. Was such a cool thing that you did that though. Like 25 yeah. years. I love what was it? 9,500 and yeah. 9,125 days later days. Yeah. Isn't that I thought funny? That was cool. I love yeah. that stuff. And we had our first eating out. So we brought in food from, um, some local places and that was our first eating in like outside of our house kind of a thing yeah. food. So that's really cool. And then we that's took a, a little, that's a really awesome memory. Yeah. And then we took a little tour around the cul-de-sac and said hi to our neighbors and they just thought we were insane crazy, but they were all like, Oh my God, you still fit in your dress. And Eric's like, yeah, I still fit in my bow tie too. <laughs> <laughs> and that train, that's a long train. It was, it was very fun. <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah. And you just thought of it yesterday? No, no. We thought about it. We've been talking about it for a okay. while, but, um, because it's like that stuff takes some like planning. And I was like, I was going to be impressed if you just threw it together in that no, day. No, no. I mean, we pl- threw the plan together, but, um, we knew we were going to do it and we'd kind of talked about it and Maya was really excited. And, you know, I started out this, this whole COVID thing, trying to be like Julie McCoy from the love boat. I was like, yeah. okay, we're going to have theme nights. We're going to do all this stuff. <laughs> And, you know, that worked for like the first two weeks or so. And then after that, I just kind of lost my, my power. 
Yeah. I was like, I'm over this. This is so anyways, I had to bring it back a little bit last night and, and, you know, man up. Yeah. So how much do you know about past lives? Well, I believe in them. I don't know how they work. I, you know, I know what I believe, but I don't know if that's to be true. Yeah. Um, you have a specific question or do you want to just tell me about no, it? No, I'm going to talk to you today about past lives because in the last couple okay. of weeks I've been researching and I have always believed in past lives and some sort of reincarnation. And I've actually um, been intrigued by the fact that it seems to be only kids who will talk about their past lives. And I've often wondered like these, um, these prodigies, child prodigies and everything and where they, you know, they go on Oprah and they can recite all 52 states, you know, and all the presidents and all that stuff. And I've often wondered like, okay, is that the sort of thing that you just didn't get cleared out all the way before you came back? Sometimes. Yeah. Like a certain foreign language. Why yes. does it come super easy to some people? I was just reading today when you were telling me about this subject, I did look on and this lady said she, or this girl said she wanted to learn Russian and that she picked it up super easy. Even her own teacher was like, this is really weird because she's using um, the dialect of a certain place right. that they don't teach, but she just knew it. And she goes, and in the, and you know, it's all online. So I don't know if it's true, but she's like, and I still have it today. Like it's super easy for me. So I think, wow. you know, maybe we didn't get completely wiped out, you know? Yeah, that is interesting. And, um, you and I talked about this a little bit off the air, but so you, we were talking about, did you think you had a past life and what would tell everybody what your answer was? <laughs> I feel, well, okay. It's either two things. I loved, um, little hustle on the prairie. And I feel like I probably lived in that time, that time frame where I almost can imagine that my husband went off to war and I was having to take care of the whole house myself. And I do get this weird, I really enjoy chopping wood. And um, so we would, I would go out on the side of the wood, side of the house to cut the wood in order to have our own fire. But when I'm out there, it's like, I almost remember doing, it just seems like so normal to do that. And obviously I don't live on a farm or anything like no, that. You're I, in can, the I can actually imagine like living in that lifetime. And I, we know a little girl and you probably might know who I'm talking about, but um, she was really drawn to a certain place. And I would have no doubt that she was from like the Egyptian time at one point. Um, Cause she was always, she always liked those kind of books and she liked that kind of art and she liked all that kind of stuff. And for to be drawn to that specific type, when you're really young was kind of um, interesting, I thought. And I thought, oh, for sure. She's lived in that that place at one time. Well, and so I actually like the story, which you did not include, that sometimes you will race your husband out to chop the wood because <laughs> you want to beat him there. Which well, he wants me to be safe, so he wants to go do it. And then I would sneak out like the back door just to get to the side, but you can kind of hear the gate open. And then they'd come running out to try to get it from me. But um, yeah, that's true. We would... Um, you know, he doesn't do that anymore. He sends the boys to do it, but I actually like to go out there and do it. Well, you know, and- I have to make the kindling and chop it. And I mean, I'm not chopping down a tree. I'm just chopping yeah. it into workable pieces, but I do really enjoy doing that. It's so, that's so interesting to me because when I was doing this research, I was just, my head was spinning. Firstly, it seems to be all kids that remember these things and will make comments on these things. And it doesn't seem to be adults, but they, the parents really seem to, um, like isolate these kids and not want other people to know or talk about it because they don't want people to, um, judge their kids or think they're crazy or weird. And then it's just like in in the little, the angel story that we have a couple episodes ago, Even she has told her friends about this and they kind of think she's weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think to protect their children, they're telling them, hey, this is maybe something we don't talk about. Well, and like her, um, she's 10 now, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's losing it now. I was going to say, they say around six, they stop talking about it and they actually start forgetting. And you know who told me this? Suzanne Jockis told me it's once they start getting their adult teeth is when they start losing it. 
because it's like they're getting grounded to this earth. Like they're becoming more of a, and your ego starts to take over what's real, what's not real. Mm -hmm. You know, your mind starts to make kind of try to figure it all out. And the more that we do that, the less open we are to some of these things that are probably don't have answers. Interesting. Well, here's, here's the nine signs for all you moms out there with little kids. Here's the nine signs from Huffington Post by David Moy. I don't know if I'm saying that right. M-O-Y-E. He wrote an article which made me laugh because, you know, there's nine signs. There's not eight. There's not 10. There's nine. Um, (laughs) Adult-like behavior or acts beyond their years that show adult-like skills. Number two, specific past life memories and this, there's stories on some of these that I'll, I'll come back and we'll talk about a little bit. Um, traumatic memories that they may remember. Um, number four, an uncanny knowledge of another language. And you kind of pointed to that one. Um, number five is night terrors, which I know that's super prevalent. You know, my son had a lot of that kind of stuff. I never knew what it was about. He never talked about it, but that's certainly prevalent in kids. Yeah, we Uh, don't really know what those are. We just know know. them as night terrors. We don't really know what's happening. No, no. And if you've had a pretty easy life, what on earth could you be so freaked out about? If you say when you go to dream at night, you're just kind of working out your day. What the heck are you having night terrors about then? I don't know, but I will tell you that my son used to dream, you know, speak and, and yell out. And his thing was always like, ball, 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 Kai, Kai, Ben, Ben, you know, his friends. Right. Exactly. Just things that they know. Yeah. Yeah. So to be so scared about something that you're unaware of would be, I don't know, maybe yeah. night terrors are something totally different. Yeah. And I think night terrors are much bigger deal than just a, you know, a nightmare or whatever, or talking. Um, the other thing was advanced skills, um, memories of the period between lives. So some of these kids actually had recollections or were able to say like, um, one of them, where did I have that said that if you die in a traumatic death, you get to come back right away. Oh, you know, Renee said that, I think. Oh, did she? Yeah. She, well, probably not in this last one, but she says sometimes you just have like your, your life is kind of planned out and um, there might be these exit points where we can allow ourselves in and out if we wanted to, Mm. but that if you, um, and sometimes she calls it like an oops, like, oops, that wasn't supposed to happen, but you died. Oh, then you probably, maybe you can come back because you weren't, you didn't fulfill whatever plan you had. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. I want to hear more. And then number nine is talk about their earlier mother. Yeah. So, so, which is totally intriguing. And, um, when I was, I would say that's a pretty good indicator that there was another life. (laughs) Yeah. And there's some creepy stories and I'll tell you one of them. But, um, the thing that I realized in doing this is there's not a lot of stories. In fact, if any of you listeners have somebody that would be willing to come on or a child that, you know, that would be willing to be interviewed or that parent, we'd love to hear from them because we are, we've tried to reach out and find somebody who has firsthand knowledge. And a lot of the stories that we see are all the same ones like repeated, which yeah. doesn't, you know, I don't know. I, I want to like hear to, a little. I want like firsthand somebody Me. out there who actually has gone through this. It yes. would be I think um, good for everybody to hear and not the same old stuff. I want to hear something right. new. I want something more. Right. Um, yeah. Right. And it doesn't have to be dramatic and like crazy, but I just, I want it to be more firsthand knowledge than just reading it on the internet. So here's one via paranormal, normalis, paranormalis, paranormalis, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> .com. A three-year-old little boy named Cade Kernett started talking and having nightmares about falling at the Statue of Liberty and about his leg being broken off. And he would tell her that it started with lightning, two buildings, and a man falling off. He would always assure her that they don't die, meaning they, the parents, and that he picked her and that he was older than her. So she thinks that he was um, in 9-11. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because she would say, Oh, but don't worry, you guys don't die. 
and I'm older than you and things like that. And she's like, there's just no way he would known all that stuff at three. Yeah. Like the Statue of Liberty and like he just wouldn't have known that stuff. Yeah. Um, And then there's another one. So Carson Culpepper told his mother that she, that he, no, she remembered being in the 1995 Oklahoma bombing. I know. I know. And this was the same little girl, I think. Yeah. This was the same little girl that says, if you die a violent death, you can come back remembering your past life. Okay. So is that the only way? I don't know. It seems like a lot of rebirth, um, coming back, reincarnation, I guess it would be called. You do wait a time period, but I don't, I don't know how all that works. I mean, obviously I'm just reading what other people write and, um, have researched and stuff. And I don't even really know where they get all their research, but it seems to that these stories go way, way back. Like there's one man that recalls being in the eight hundreds. So there are stories, you know, this, these, these, stories of happening a long, long, long time ago. There's a a little boy that was in the Reader's Digest um, that he started talking in full sentences at 18 months, and he used words like portal when he told his dad that he was actually his grandfather. Isn't that interesting? There's also a story, and I don't remember. Like, I used to change your diaper. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's what he said. Yes, that was the story. (laughs) And there's also one, which I don't remember where I saw this. I apologize. But about an Alaskan um, grandfather who told his son that he would come back as his son. So I'm going to come back, and I'm going to be your son. And when the son, when he did have the son years later after his father had died, the um, son, his new little boy, had a birthmark in the same location that the grandfather had a birthmark. So weird. Right? Yeah. So here's another one from realreincarnationstories.com that the grandson, this was actually a long story, and there was a lot of valid things I thought, or a lot of Um, things that I thought validated what the grandmother was saying in this one. But the grandson says that he used to be the grandmother's deceased son. So she had a boy and he died and she was told she'd no longer have kids. Well, she ended up adopting a girl and then she got pregnant three years later with her second son. And when that son had a little boy He used to come over and he would say that he's actually her deceased son. And he would point to a picture that she, because she had a portrait made of, of her original son and he would point to it and he would say, that was me when I was bigger. Uh Uh-huh. And he would go, um, and he would call her mommy and she'd go, no, 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 no. You know, your mommy is so-and-so, which is his real birth mom. And he, no, no, you were my first mom. And asked to come live with them. Yeah. Just weird stuff that you're like, okay, how could that little guy make that up? Because he was so little. Okay. Have you ever heard of the story of um, Luke Ruhlman? I could be saying his last name wrong. It's R-U-E-H-L-M-A-N. I don't know it, but tell me it. He would, he was only three years old and he would play with, um, like stuffed animals or whatever. And he always named everything Pam. And his mom's like, what the heck? We don't know anybody named Pam. Why is everything named Pam? Then he would tell them, um, like he would cuddle up with his mom and he would play with her earrings. And he would say, my other mom used to have a pair just like those. And she's just like, what the heck? And he had told her enough information, um, basically that um, they lived, like, he was from Chicago. He did not live in Chicago. His past life was from Chicago. His Mm -hmm. family has never been there. Um, But he had told, she, he, sorry, Luke had told his mother enough information that they were able to find this lady, Pam, who had died in a fire at an apartment complex. So what she had done, and her husband really didn't believe in any of this. They had taken a bunch of pictures and put them together and then gave it to him and be like, hey, are any of these, you know, do you recognize anybody? 
and he pointed to his mom, which is not his mom, his past life mom in the middle was Pam. Um, she's an African-American woman. He's now this little white boy. But right. he's like, that's Pam. That's my mom. And the dad's like, what the heck is happening? And um, they've, I think there's a, there's a Lifetime movie about it. Um, let's see, what is it called? I just saw that. The Ghost Inside My Child. Mm. It's kind of based on that. And um, they're from Virginia Beach. He had never been to Chicago. Like how on earth would he had like even known? Right. Anyway, I got this from Huffington, Huffington Post or Huff Post. Yes, Huff Post, Huff which Post. is Huffington okay. Post. I think they just okay. shorten it for the web. Yeah. yeah. I think I so did that read one. that one. There's one, there's one about a guy or a kid who says that he was a Hollywood movie maker and producer. Yes. And yeah. he wants to go back to his old house because it's nicer with a pool. <laughs> yeah. And he kept asking. He's like, I want to go back to my other life. Yeah. Yeah. Did crazy. you see the one about Anne Frank? Yes. That she thinks she even was... look at her. That was kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah, think so... they get to choose. Like, they're not going to get to choose what they look like, right? But is that... They say we pick our parents, Right. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. We really don't know what the truth no, is. But um, no. this lady said, and this was kind of interesting, um, like if a soul has come, they want to learn something, right? Uh-huh. And so we've chosen our parents because those are going to be the people that are going to teach us these lessons. Or at least they're going to give us the tools that will maybe give us what we need to learn those lessons, right? Right. And um, so she did this thing about identical twins, and how some of them, um, maybe they share one soul. Oh, really? But they're, they wanted, they couldn't decide. And so they split so that they both can learn, but they're all, they're sharing the same higher self. What? And so share they, they one can, soul? Like, so, like to share the, the higher self of that one person, because like, say you wanted to learn how to be, learn integrity and, you know, whatever in this and but a really another strong part of you wanted to learn this and you couldn't do that in one person and you had to split in order to I'm like I don't I don't know is that possible like I don't know about that one I'm a little (laughs) sus on that one I just thought it was pretty interesting okay speaking of twins though I have another story for you yeah John okay this is from website historic mysteries John and Florence Pollock lived in Hexham England they had two daughters named Joanna and Jacqueline. Joanna was 11. Jacqueline was six. So kind of remember those names because it it comes into play here. On May 5th, 1957, the two girls were killed in a car accident. Obviously, the parents were devastated. And Florence got pregnant again the following year. And she gave birth to identical twins. Well, right after she had these babies, they moved. And the, the twins were named Jillian and Jennifer. Okay. So the original two were Joanna and Jacqueline and then Jillian and Jennifer. And Jennifer had a birthmark that matched the one that Jacqueline had, as well as a birthmark on her forehead that resembled a scar that Jacqueline had. And um, after they had moved and the girls had started getting older, like three they started asking for the toys that the older sisters had had, but they, these two girls had never had these toys and never even seen these toys, but they started asking for them. And the family decided to return to their previous home where the older girls had lived. It didn't say whether they moved there or they just went for a visit, but the twins started pointing out landmarks that the older sisters had known. And they would also, they started panicking when they saw moving cars and saying, the cars are coming for us. The cars are coming to get us. And then they turned five and all memories of this faded away. So the parents think think, they're they're the same ones. Yeah. And that kind of falls in line with what you were saying about like this tragic death and they got to come back faster. Yeah. Right. And they got to pick that they were coming back to the same parents and. Because they weren't done yet. Yeah. Weird. But I don't know how I, I don't know. It's, it's so very odd. So very odd. But, um, I did want to tell you that I've reached out to a couple, um, therapists and hip, hip, hypnotists that do past life regression. And I think you or I need to get one done. 
So I think you found a lady and I found a lady. Yes. We either do it together or we can do our own separate ladies. Yes. What do you want to do? I think we do our own separate. Okay. Because I did see a video where somebody, the, the girls did it together. Yeah. I can't remember what that, it was a YouTube video and, um, they both went and they got to see each other's, like they, they both were hypnotized and they started seeing the other person's life. Past I don't life. know. Do you want to do that? Which sounds Because so I have cool. a bad memory. I might need you to remember. For me. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> we'll record it no matter what, but yeah. Yeah. I think that sounds cool. I just, I couldn't, I, I got, I got to go back and see if I can't find that one and who that one was. Yeah. I have the link. I can send it back to you or you okay. have it from sending it to oh, me. Oh, that's but... right. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, that would be kind of cool. Wouldn't that be that cool? That would be weird. How is that? They're basically sharing the same dream. I know. Right. Not. Right. Ugh. Well, and you and I, I think off air, we're talking about how, um, how do you know when something is a dream and when it's a when it's actually something that you know. So for example, this Sky Cohen or Skylar Cohen that I actually did watch one of her YouTube videos, she went and got a past life reading. And afterwards she goes, you know, I don't really know if I was just making this stuff up, um, but it was just coming to me. And so I was just saying what I was thinking. She goes, I don't know if I was making it up or if it was real or whatever. And I think that's the issue is that we all question these things when they happen to us. And what I keep hearing from Suzanne and Renee and, and Joshua John, who we're going to have on in a couple of weeks, um, is that when you aren't triggered to think about something and it just pops into your head, that that's probably a real intuition, right? Right. Is that how you would describe it, Leslie? Because you've well, had some I think of those. We, we put too much thought into something and trying to figure it out what it is when maybe it is just that. Like maybe it, you know, I think like say you have a vision of some sort, but you're, you're you know, your physical person of who you are, you're trying to figure out everything, but you're yeah. losing the whole point of what it was. It's not necessarily something to figure out. It's maybe something more spiritual. Um, okay. So a lot of people don't know this about you, you Leslie, but you do have some abilities. And- well, okay. I just have to say this and it's not really something that just happened, but I thought it was kind of cool just because governor Brown just made an announcement that she's going to be, um, opening up some counties for salons Okay, and, um, which would be May 15th, which just happens to be the same date. I put it on my calendar online no. as opening. So I was like, well, that's kind of cool. I did put that date as the date that would be the end of all of this. Um, at least the closure. I don't know if my County where the salon is, is actually going to be open on that date, but I thought that's kind of cool. I predicted that date. (laughs) Wow. Well, like, okay, now I'm second guessing myself. Like, I'm like, Oh, it's just a fluke, you know, but you know, sometimes you just know things, right. Do you ever do that? Melissa? Like you just know that you know the answer. This is the weird part is my husband is just flabbergasted by the fact that sometimes I just do know things and it's, and like you said, you're like, I don't know if I'm just making this up. But we've had a couple instances here, but I want to toot your horn a little bit before I talk about mine that, um, you know, you have studied this and you've done some hypnotizing and you, you've never been hypnotized though, you said. Um, okay. Like I told you when I was, I actually just was having visions of the girl who was doing it for me. And then I came out of it, told her what I saw. She freaked out (laughs) and I'm like, see ya (laughs) because I saw her house. I saw her son. I saw what was in his room and what was happening So when I came out of being hypnotized, which is, I don't even remember, it was probably more of like how to be happy or, you know, whatever she was hypnotizing me. But the whole time I was basically almost in a daydream about her. And then when I came out, I was like, this is what I saw, which had nothing to do with what she was saying. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, well, you weren't really. But I think she put me in that state Yeah, that I was able to read her without even knowing I was doing it. Well, and that was the interesting thing is I think that I've talked to you a little bit about the different states that I'm reading this new book and alpha is kind of the state of meditation, but then below that is theta, which is the hip hypnotism. And I have been hypnotized and I would tell you, I woke up from that going, Oh, I know everything he said to me. I remember what he said to me, but I don't 
it's kind of like a dream where you say, yeah, I don't remember parts of it. I remember, I know that I was, I know I was awake for all of it, but I don't remember parts of it. And then as you get further and further away from the time, you remember less and less of what they actually said. So, and so my- the hypno- hypnosis would say then, is it actually sinking into the subconscious level if you're not, if you don't even remember it? Well, I think that's the whole point, right? Yeah, it is. It is. But then in. part of it, yeah. And he, I had an hour and a half session and I would have told you it was 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so weird. So weird. Yeah. But I, I do have to toot your horn because I know <laughs> you, I know you have some of these powers and these things that we talk about and, and it just seems so um, foreign to most people, but I think it really is about listening to yourself. And um, when you have done these for me in the past, which you've been totally right about both my children, by the way, going to which colleges and, um, it was not even on their radar when you did it, that they would go to these places, but you were right. And it was so long ago. It was, it was, yeah. it was years ago. And, and I had just graduated. So yeah. Yeah. Maya <laughs> just graduated and went to her, yeah. her first year in college. And this was probably three years ago. So Jacob was starting to talk about what he wanted to do and where he wanted to go and everything. But um, he ended up going to university of Portland, but that was so not on our radar. And you said, no, he's going to stick close to home like Portland. Which is so funny. Cause I don't remember what I told you other than yeah. if I, I don't even think I have it in my phone anymore, but I think that's also like the hypnosis thing. You don't really remember like Renee, she doesn't remember or even Suzanne. Yeah. They don't remember, remember everything that they say. No. And yeah, you said to me, this is the part that you said to me, you go, well, I could be making it all up. I don't know. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, we'll just see. Because it's kind of like a daydream. Like I'm yeah. like, oh, and I can like think about one person and then kind of what I see about that person. And then it, I daydream about, I move it off, shift it off to somebody else or, um, and, but there was one time when I tried to do you and nothing, it was like this blank wall. And that was when your dad was really sick. Oh, do you remember that? And you're like, I wasn't open to anything at that moment. Interesting. Does that ring a bell at all? I don't remember. Because I that. even asked. Okay, because I asked, um, this is such a weird story, but um, another person we should probably talk to is Autumn. And I had asked her, like, is, can I just like think about anybody, everybody? And she's like, the thing is, um, if it's not allowed, you won't get anything. Like if they're not open, you won't be able to get anything from them. Um, So I thought that was kind of interesting because I kept, like every time I would think about you, my brain would just go somewhere else. It just, you know, like when you're trying to meditate and your brain's going yes. all over the place, every time I try to concentrate on you, it just was like not doing it. And okay. then it was, I think it was like a little bit later. Cause it, how long ago did, did your dad pass? Uh, four years ago, I think now. So I think that's around the same time I was doing that for you. Yes. Because, um, it wasn't working when your dad was sick. And I think maybe you were preoccupied. You're thinking about him and it wasn't allowed then. Yeah. Well, you did it again for me last spring and I know none of that's working out either. No, 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 no. You, you clearly don't remember. I don't remember all that you said. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, About doing a business thing and everything, but that might come in the future. You just don't know when, but you said. Maybe I'm that business person and we're doing it right now. It's just not what I saw. I actually saw something totally different for you. I saw like an assistant in your designing business. Well, I do have an assistant now. Okay. But I thought you thought it was going to be like a younger person and, um, we were going to have a, yeah, I saw her as a younger girl. Yeah. I thought she was going to eventually, she'd be with you for a while and she was going to be awesome. And then I remember she was going to go do like the medical field or something. Well, I do have someone that's awesome. I do have somebody that's helping me, but she's like my age and she's amazing and, um, I don't know, maybe she'll be a nurse at some point, but I don't, I don't know that part, but this yeah. is the part that I remember is you said, um, you're going to do some business in Chicago. And I was I like, did? what are you smoking? Like, this is- I said Chicago. I yes. know Chicago is. You did. Sorry. That's my son. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you did. You said that. And, um, anyways, I ha- ended up having a, um, work um, basically like a continuing education event in Chicago in October of last year. Wow. But I had no idea that that was even I'm pretty good when you told me that. <laughs> I didn't even know it. Yeah, I know. But, but I do not have that same ability. Um, things will just pop into my head. 
Um, I told you the story that with Autumn, didn't I? I think about the about the boyfriends or something. So, like Autumn is an intuitive healer, and um, and I had gone to her, and when I left, and she, and she does readings, right? Yeah. And so I'd gone to her, and she's like, "Oh, like you're the top of your, like your chakra, the top chakra, the purple one or whatever." It was like wide open, but everything's stopping at your neck. Like this part of you is totally closed off. So like maybe you second guess everything you say or, you know, you're thinking and you just don't say it. And, but when I left there, I swear to God, like everything was brighter. It was like, I entered this new world and I was like, Ooh, like, like I had a secret, like, you know? And so I went, um, that I was like, I'm going to think about somebody and just see what comes. And I had a brand new client coming the very next morning and I'd never seen her before. I knew she was coming in for her nails, for her wedding. So that I knew she was getting married and I knew she was getting a full set. That's all I knew about her. So I was trying to think about this woman. Like, what is she going to be wearing? What's her story? And I had um, this thing that um, basically she was coming, she was a widow. And right when I thought of widow, I was like, what the heck? Why am I thinking that? She's getting married, you know, whatever. Right. And she comes in and I'm doing her feet. We did a hands and feet and I'm doing her feet and she's, um, I go, Oh, you plan on having kids. And she's like, yeah. And I go, cause I can actually picture you running after this little boy. And she's like, really? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, Oh, that's so nice to hear because, um, my first husband and I, we, um, actually had names picked out and everything, but he died. <gasps> and I'm like, excuse me, I'll be right back. I go in the hall and I'm like, Holy shit. <laughs> she's a widow. I like freaked out. I'm like, I'm like, I have a secret. I'm like, God, what am I going to do with this thing? And I was like, the rest of the day, I was like, on almost like a this weird like feeling of like, oh my God, that just happened. It was validation. It was so weird. Yeah. It was awesome though. And yeah. then of course I called Autumn like, hey, I need you to come in and get a pedicure. I would really like to see you. And then, the, and then I read for her too. And Brandy was there and that whole situation was really weird and fun and cool. Oh my gosh. I just can't do it for a living, but. Um, well, I don't think you can do it for a living yet. You probably just need, you know, more confidence. Cause at this point you still think you're making it up and you're not trusting in it. And uh, when, but when I think you... everybody has the same thing that I can, that I think I do. You do it. You, anybody can do it. I, just... I do on occasion, but I can't control any of it. So we'll see that book that you're reading. Cause I'm reading the same one. Have you gone through all the different steps? No, because I keep falling asleep. <laughs> So I try to do them like on my walk. Yes. I mean, you know, I know you're supposed to be sitting upright and being straight, you know, but I have to do it in a time where I know that I'm not going to fall asleep. Right. So what is the name of this book? So people know what we're talking about. Oh my gosh. Um, it sounds bad. It does. It does. Well, gosh, I don't have it in front of me. It was it's called psychic, the psychic witch. Psychic witch. Yes. Psychic it sounds bad. It, it is what you, whatever, you know, if you're into it, it just tells you different steps on how to trust your gut how to be more um, intuitive. And it gives you exercises. Yes. And there's like, what, 40 exercises in that book? There's all different kinds. I'm like, what? We're only on step eight. I, like, I just zoned out on the last four. Like, I know. I know. Yeah. And to trust like those flashes in the corner of your eye, like trust those things are actual things. Because the more you um, acknowledge them, the more that it happens. If that's what you want in your life. Right. Right. If you don't want that stuff, keep ignoring it. Honestly, if you're not into that stuff, you're probably not listening to this anyway. Right. But there must be some sort of curiosity in you if you are listening to this at this point. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Listening to us rattle on about all this stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, you, I had told you after I got the book that, um, you know, I was doing it and I haven't gotten as far as I would like to because I keep getting so relaxed that then I fall asleep. This one time, you know, I got the audiobook. Oh, that, I got I got the physical book and then I bought the audiobook because I wanted to be able to listen to it while I'm walking. Because I, I'm like you, as soon as I open a book, I'm like asleep and I'm not, not even tired, but I right. just fall asleep when I read books. So I just do an audiobook and I just walk. And that, that way I get a longer walk because I want to hear more. Right. Okay. Well, I normally yeah. walk with my husband. So then I'm talking, oh, I can't yeah. listen, but, um, you know, and that's the other thing you don't want to do it in the car. Do you guys so, hold hands too? You what? Do you guys hold hands when you're walking too? Oh, we're like, we're moving, man. Okay. But we, I like take leisurely walks with my dog. Oh, okay. I get you know, my workout when we pass another dog and I have to hold her off of them. 
because she's she so big. She, no, she is not nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> she was nice, and then her soulmate, our other dog, died. Mm. And ever since then, she doesn't like any other dogs. <sighs> I even tried to adopt a dog just like her. Well, not a, a dog like. It was a girl though, and she's a girl, and I guess two girls don't like each other. She did. She tried to kill this dog like six times. <laughs> oh I finally, God. I had to find a safe home for it. It was bad. Anyway, oh, geez. off the subject. Hey, and you know what? You also wanted to explain to our listeners the difference between like what Suzanne does and what Renee does, and then in a couple of weeks when we have Joshua John on, what kind of the differences are. Okay. Um, and I don't so, know that I'm the best person to describe that, but do you want to start? I mean, I can tell you what I think I know, but. Why don't you tell me what you think? Okay. And then, um, and maybe you were right spot on. So, okay. so I think that the difference um, is, is a couple things, but it sounds to me like when someone has the gifts and the abilities, they can actually expand and do more things. For example, Suzanne Jockis she takes an item, she holds it, she gets your name and your birth date. She doesn't need your full name. She just needs your first name and your birth date. She doesn't even need your year, although most of the time she does ask for it. She wants to know how old you are though. Yes, she does. And she holds those things and she just sees these pictures of what you're like. Okay. So people say, well, you know, she said I was going to be a caregiver. Well, she's seeing a picture that is her image like these spirits guides are showing, or somebody showing her a picture of this image that she's just depicting is typically of a caregiver. So you have to take these things as sort of a broad brush, not like a specific, a specific item. So, you know, obviously we had her on. It's and, like a symbol. Yes. It's a symbol. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And so she's, and that's what I do. I look for signs. Like when I ask a question or somebody asks me a question, I look for these signs and mine are more more physical than I'm like, it's like when you watch a movie and the, and the camera pauses for a moment on something that you know is going to be important later. Oh, foreshadowing. Yes. So I kind of look like that when somebody asks me a question, I'm kind of focusing on that, that one thing that kind of stands out. Okay. So that's the sign I'm looking for in when I, when people ask questions. So Suzanne has really built her business and her specialty, her expertise in telling people about themselves and then also being able to see symbols when they talk about things they want to do. So if you say, Hey, I want to be a school teacher or I want to be a nurse, she will see symbols, whether that fits with your personality or not. Um, However, and, and she will typically tell you that she's not um, a medium, which sees and communicates with dead people. But when her dad died and she has told this, so I don't think I'm saying anything that I can't, but when her dad died, she actually started communicating with him a little and she's honed in those skills. So you and I have talked about this, but she was actually able to communicate with my loved ones that had passed on. And, um, she was also actually able to tell me some things about my dad who was still living that he felt and I know she's done that for many other people, um, kind of knowing what other people are feeling through you, through, you know, you're the loved one and, and you kind of channel that. Um, but Renee being a trans medium, um, she not only does see the spirits on the other side, she can also channel their feelings and what, what happened to them in their, in their life here on earth. So there. While it's similar, it's also different. And obviously Suzanne, I think has that talent, but I don't think that, um, she really promotes that. Cause I don't know that for her, it's as strong as she wishes maybe it was, or, or, or thinks it should be. But Renee's is super strong when it comes to that part. And then. I'll agree. Yes. Yeah. I think Renee really specializes in talking to people who have passed on and we're, Suzanne really wants to focus on like what's coming for you. What's your future? What, like, where are you headed? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And And so I just wanted to really talk about the differences between the two because they are both amazing at what they do, but they're totally different. So depending on what you're looking for, which one of those two people would be the best fit for that. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think that, um, you know, we have seen in our life and then the lives of other people that have been impacted, how, um, reassuring and comforting it is to have those experiences. And some people are just all tied up about maybe a death in the family or how they ended things with a loved one before they passed or how they passed. Um, and I think that that gives them the ability when, you know, just talking to somebody like Renee to let go of that and to say, you know what, I did feel bad about that. Like I, I had some pent up stuff about my dad's death, but I've been able to put it behind me because I know he's fine. Um, And you know this story because you were actually there, but we did a group reading with Joshua John, who I've mentioned now several times, Um, but he's going to come on with us too. And he, um, you know, immediately told my mom that he loved the remodel that she did on the house. I mean, Joshua John just spitted that out like first thing. Yeah. It's like no one else in the room. He's also very talented. Very talented. Very like like, precise. And the funny thing about him and compared to these other two people is he's young. So Very. a lot of his symbols are, um, are limited Yes, without having the whole, you know, um, uh, library that we have as adults or, or older adults. Um, so like if there's a certain name, that's an unusual name, like it, let's just say John Wayne, he's going to probably not know who that is exactly, yes. but he'll find somebody in his own, um, dictionary or whatever that fits that. Well, and so if he's, if he's trying to come up with the word Wayne, wasn't that the story that didn't, wasn't the John Wayne, one of them, I know there was a band. So when we did this group, you've done a couple group, um, readings with him. I've done two. Um, but each time I've organized at least eight with him. Okay. Yeah. There, and I just take notes at all of them. So, and then, you know, give you notes at the end, but, but in his, there was a, a band and he was like, they're telling me a band. I don't know this band you know, and he was getting these symbols and somebody finally kind of, I don't remember guessed it or he kind of put it together enough for us to figure it out. And he's like, right. Oh yeah, I've never heard of them. Right. Because he's not old enough yeah. or he hasn't had that experience to know. So his, like his little library isn't as big as some of the older right. people who might get those things, those clues a little bit better. And it, for him, it's just trying to figure out how to communicate with those spirits that right. are trying to tell him the messages and stuff. But, um, I did find, I mean, he's amazing and Renee was amazing and Suzanne's amazing. I think it's just depending on your budget, yeah, <laughs> what yeah. exactly you're looking for. And, um, you know, so we're, We'll help, we'll help you through trying to figure out what the best fit for you would be. But, um, we would, I mean, all three of those are people are great. Well, and also I've gotten different messages from all three of them Yes, that have been amazing. Um, you know, both, both times I, I didn't get the same thing. So if you think, oh, I've been once, you know, I don't need to do this, which maybe you don't. Cause like you said, you know, you're so comfortable, your, your mom and your dad passed and you don't really feel like you need to hear from them because you know, they're okay. You know, that you left things well, like you don't have anything unsaid or undone. I just Um, don't even know what questions I would ask. Like when I went and saw Renee, um, immediately, and it was a week after my best friend at that time had passed away and she had taken her own life. And so immediately I walk in the room and she's sitting there, she's like, Oh my, she's like, I've had a headache and now I know where it's coming from. And, um, and basically she had gone through and she basically said that Janie, um, regretted it the minute she did it. Mm. And, um, she also said, um, gosh, you know, um, did she medicate with alcohol? And I was just like, I don't think so. You know, I knew that she had in the past, but she was in the military and on a, on a base, how on earth would she be medicating with alcohol? Right. Oh, I think they do a lot. Yeah. So I didn't, I, I just imagined they're in some bunk, not doing, you know, I didn't know. And, um, and it turns out that it was three months later, I get a call from Janie's dad and he's like, Hey, does Michael, you know, um, still like detail cars. And I'm like, well, he never detailed cars, but, um, but he'd be happy to help. What's up. And he's like, Oh, we're getting Janie's car back, you know, from the military, which was in Cal- or in Texas at that time. And we need, we want to have it cleaned up. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure he would totally do that for you. Uh, for Janie, we would do that for them. She was like a sister to us. And, um, he's like, yeah, okay. But we're just having a hard time because they found a bunch of wine bottles in the car and they're doing an investigation. Uh, okay. 
this is what I was telling when we did the Renee um, interview is sometimes they tell you something that makes no sense. Right. And much later. So this was three months after that reading. Do I find out because she said I was sick to my stomach, which indicates alcohol were JJ burps. Yes. Right. So she knew that she was drinking a lot and I was like, there's no way. And then for all the bottles to be in the car and they were having a hard time, like trying to investigate everything that had happened. And um, then we eventually Michael did do the car, but that was just an example of when you go to these things, it may not make any sense right then. Right. But it might later. Well, and so that kind of ties into that whole past life thing to go back to our original subject we were talking about today, because a lot of these past life um, videos that I watched on YouTube, because you can find them, lots of people are doing them and and posting them up. um, They oftentimes are doing them to solve medical issues here in this life. So there was one gal who um, had these debilitating migraines, was always getting these headaches. And it was because in a past life, she had been either shot in the head or hit in the head. I can't really remember, but um, she had had head trauma. And so once, um, even even one of the gals that I was watching that is um, a past life regression uh, therapist, um, she had had uh, a client come in with foot feet problem. And as soon as she hypnotized her, found out that in a past life, she'd had a foot injury, the injury was gone like the next day. Which is so weird because like, okay, yeah. once you acknowledge it, then it goes away. Yeah. Like, why did it go away? If it was a past life injury, like just that whole thing just blows my mind. Right. Well, I think half of being sick is just knowing what it is to, to understand it. Yeah. Like, we can deal with that but, part of it. But why is that thing that happened in a past life coming over? Well, and it's sort of the same thing when we're, we're relearning the lessons. Like we didn't get it in the last one. We're you know, you, you have those patterns. Like okay. So let me throw this one at you. Yeah. I, I know this is sort of controversial for some people, but I'm going to just throw it out there. What if when you have somebody who's like transsexual or, or, um, transgender, I guess it would be, what if that's a past life? Well, what if their past lives were always the other opposite sex? Yes. And they come in here and it's, yes. And it's it just not real. Right. right. It doesn't fit. Just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Like I, I've always wondered if there was something like that with past lives that you just didn't get cleared out all the way. Like, you know, there's a reset button and it just didn't happen all the, all the way, you know, I have, yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah. I think just because, um, I have the people have very intense feelings about these sorts of things. And I think it's, it's a very hard subject because it could go, we, we obviously don't have any of the answers and to try to figure it out. I think everybody's individual that could, could it be hormones? Could it be a lot of different things? Or could you just have been born in the wrong body? Right. It's so very somewhere. And then that happened, like, you know, I'm not here to judge anybody. You can live your life however you want, but absolutely. um, and I support I, that. I mean, I support yeah. that. I think, you know, first of all, those that say that they choose it. Yeah. I, I don't believe that, you know, or that you can pray it away. Yeah. No, that's yeah, no bull honky. But, um, my son, for example, we didn't know till quite late. He was a sophomore in high school and we found out he's dyslexic. And so we didn't know anything about this. Like what is dyslexia? What does it do? And they just said, you know, it's just a miswiring from the left to the right side of the brain. So when you start to read, you le- read in the right side. By third grade, when you're reading, it goes all to the left side and you don't look at a word and have to sound out every single word anymore. You just know it by seeing it. And so you don't read the way a first grader reads, right? Well, a dyslexic, that wiring doesn't cross over like that. So they still may have some degree of having to work at it, especially like phonics and, and there's all sorts of dyslexia, dysgraphia, all that kind of stuff, but it basically is a miswiring. So if these miswirings work for something like that, why couldn't they work for something else like memory or spiritual awareness or the ability to connect to another realm? Or, I mean, for me, it just opens up so many possibilities that we don't even know. And when someone that I know just is like, no, that cannot be past lives are not possible, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe in them. I'm like, really? Like, 
you think? Well, I think when they have very strong feelings about the, those are the people you don't engage with in this conversation. Yeah, no. I've had um, sure. a friend come to one of JJ's readings that I coordinated and um, the husband later ran into him at one of the markets and he's like, you know, we would have called people like you when I was a kid, like a witch and like all this stuff. And I was like, by, you know, showing people that life doesn't end here, that, that it goes on and yeah. giving people peace about what, you know, something that they're struggling with, that would be considered like witchcraft. Like I'm, I'm super confused about this. How is that possible if yeah. I'm, you know, and how could this be the devil's work when I'm actually bringing people, you know, closure Over, and peace yeah. in their lives. And, and I'm, I mean, you would think that that would be, that would make the devil mad because I'm actually bringing joy to these people versus. Well, and don't you believe that's what religion's really meant to do is bring people peace and comfort? I I think it keeps people um, confined in their boxes. (laughs) Well, it can. I know I believe in a lot of different religions and I don't believe that there's one. So I believe that it, you know, like, like ice cream, there's all these different flavors, but in the end, it's all ice cream. Yes, I agree. But and it's all one place. We're all going to the same place. And depending, you can get there by eating strawberry and I'll eat chocolate, but we're all eating ice cream together. Right. I agree. But you've chosen a flavor and you've chosen a flavor because it brings you comfort or it does something else. Like it's the sense of community or it's the people there or it's the proximity to your house or it's the pastor. You know, I had a church that I went to all the time and we just liked the pastor. Yeah. You know, and I think that it's that, that thing, you just picked a flavor. You don't believe that that's the flavor, the only flavor you're going to find comfort in, but you pick that flavor because it, it brings you peace. Well, and this is how I get myself in trouble when the people knock on the doors, the different religion people, and I get stuck in these conversations and then they come back over and over and over again. And it's not that I want to engage with them. It's just, I'm, I'm curious of what you have to say, but I'm not going to join your church. Like I'm not going to do that. So you actually engage. Oh, I talk to them all the time. And finally, I just, this one group, I was like, I, you know, I feel like I'm wasting your time. I'm not coming to your church. And I, I, you know, but I, I do like hearing what you have to say because I believe in all of it. You know, it's a hard one because I do like to hear about everybody. Everybody has their own voice. Right. And I just, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm not saying that I'm the right way. You're wrong way. But I want to know what you believe. What your way is. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know it's a very um, politically charged or spiritually charged um, conversation. Yeah. I just believe in all of it. Yeah. 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 Well, you take your kids to church. We used to go to church all the time. And then in fact, Michael and I used to teach Sunday school because Tristan wouldn't stay in it. So we ended up just teaching his class for like three years. (laughs) (laughs) And then the church had a little bit of a changeover. And then we found one closer to home that the kids really enjoyed going to because they had such a great youth program. Uh But um, when I was in that actual, you know, congregation I was falling asleep most of the time yeah it just was not um it wasn't my ice cream yeah and but the kids really loved theirs so I I would go for them yeah and I wanted them to have it and you know now they're a little older they've chose not to and and that's okay because eventually they'll figure out their own flavors right right and we we have had that same experience um you know we, we liked one part of this one and that part of that one and yeah well, and I think things have a time too. Like, right. you, like you know, you go to a certain teacher for so long and then eventually you just keep getting the same information. Right. So then it's time to find another teacher. Right. And, um, you know, Michael's mom used to pay us to go to church. What? And then we would, we would get $20 each to go to Sunday night ser- service. And what? then we would take that $20 and go to Sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's how we pay for our Sunday night dinner every, every Sunday. But so I want my kids to choose that for themselves and not, I don't want to pay them to do it either. Right. Right. Yeah. I just saved myself. What, what would that be? Um, 80 bucks a week. Yeah, exactly. 
Holy moly. Well, cost of uh, inflation, you got to bring that up from 20 bucks to 25 at least. Uh, I actually just got off the phone with Suzanne right before we got on our call because I had a question about um, work. (laughs) And so she gave me some suggestions. And then she she just had, she really had um, high hopes for us here on this thing. Oh, good. Which also includes her too, so. Oh, good. Well, I love it. That would be good for all of us. If you'd like to be on our show and ask Suzanne a question or two about your career, your love life, or family, please contact us on our website at www.salonsleuths.com. We take calls the first Monday of the month. For a full appointment with Suzanne, go to her website. Thank you.